Welcome to the Cross Current Radio Show, your spiritual speaker's corner, broadcast and podcast. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, and welcome again to TCC Radio. Well, we've had a blast these last few weeks setting the stage for each show with those sci-fi spoof intros that we hope you found entertaining. I know we have, and yes, that's probably quite sad to many of you, but after three weeks talking about some of the supposed alien and UFO mysteries that just a little bit of simple observational science can solve upwards of 90% of the time, tonight we're tackling that other 10% of truth surrounding alien phenomenon. Tonight, Gary Bates, author of Amazon.com bestseller, Alien Intrusion, is going to help us get just a bit more serious by shedding some light on the scary realities associated with this subject. Tonight, we're going to talk about the serious truth of those 10% of UFO sightings and abduction stories that are not so easy to explain. But before we do, here's some of what we heard from you on the streets. Do you believe in aliens? Right around the room. No. 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 No, one of you guys. Okay. And uh, why not? Um, I don't know. I feel like if there were aliens at this point, there'd be more conclusive ev- evidence. Do you guys know there's, there's over 150 sightings every day reported? Most are. Uh, about 90% are totally discarded. About 10% are actually researching it. Uh, just just the, the way the shapes move, uh, physical dimension, structure, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm not saying I believe, but interesting. Um, and you guys know that 70%, you guys are in the minority, 70% of Canadians believe in aliens. What do you guys think of that? Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. All right. Um, now, here's the first trivia question. What's been determined to be the number one problem for proving that aliens have visited Earth? Some people believe they have. If you guys were to say, this is the number one problem as evidence as to why that couldn't happen. What would you think it would be? Um, why couldn't aliens have visited Earth? I haven't seen any pictures or heard really... Physical evidence Physical would be evidence. yours. Okay. Yeah. Any other ideas? Uh, I don't know. Not logical. Not logical? Just It's stupid. I'll put it in that term. Okay. I, I like the physical evidence. Physical evidence? You're going that? What do you think? Don't know? Okay. Also, they haven't taken over yet. Okay. There's there's no force. Okay. You guys, one too many Will Smith movies, I think. Um, you know what it is, actually? It's distance through space. In other words, the distance they have to travel and how they would get here is physically has limitations. We're going to talk about that. Hi, this is Corey again, and sitting in the studio with me for his fourth and final time in this series is Gary Bates of Creation Ministries International. Well, we've made it. Gary, episode four is here. Great to have you with us again. It's been great. 
Uh, just in case you didn't catch it in the first three episodes, which are podcasted right now at tccradio.com, Gary Bates is not only the head of ministry for the Australian office of CMI, but he's also an expert in the subject of UFO phenomenon and associated extraterrestrial beliefs. He's a former businessman, a very popular conference speaker, and he's also the author of the Amazon.com Top 50 bestseller, Alien Intrusion, which has been the subject of this series of TCC Radio. Well, Gary, I've got to tell you that this episode is the one I've been waiting for because I think that what you have to share right here, right now, is not only going to shock the uh, the the unidentified out of the the flying object for people like it did for me, but I also think that it's going to totally change lives if people really grab hold of the truth you'll be sharing over these next few minutes. So, without further ado, why don't you first tell us uh, what your research has concluded is really happening with these, you know, un- quote unquote alien abductions. And then with the time we have left, maybe you can help us transition into the truth of the solution. Maybe carry us through that. Sure. Well, the, um, the reality is, there, uh, which most people won't be aware of, is that there is a disturbing uh, phenomenon occurring right around us. Uh, in virtually every country in the world, people are claiming that they're being visited by uh, entities uh, in the middle of the night. Sometimes they're driving their car along uh, and they'll see a strange light in the sky and they'll stop and they'll observe it. And often uh, following that um, are periods of missing time. They'll wake up in their room and several hours have passed or they'll be behind the wheel of the car and, you know, two hours or three hours may have gone. And then usually in the uh, following weeks they're troubled and uh, they don't have any conscious recollection of what happened in that missing time. Sometimes they'll even have markings or bruises or scratches on them. These are sane, rational people. Well, some okay. of them are lawyers and doctors okay. and, okay. you know, not it's all... It's a stereotypical sort of, you know, the crazy person at the support group. That's not what you're talking about. No, no, absolutely not. I, look, I think there is a pre-belief at play. Certainly, uh, and you don't have to look at uh, my research or take little Joe Christian's word for it here, but there's a Harvard psychiatrist by the name of Richard McAnally that shows that, uh, by and large, the majority, majority of people have had these, you know... Uh, abduction type experiences as he calls them have had a bit of a predisposition to the belief in sort of new age type ideas or occultic ideas even if it's only passing they're not really immersed in it uh, but there's what is interesting is there are a significant group of people who seem to be immune from these experiences mm. and again this was not my research as I found it was research of secular other other secular researchers and I'll talk about it more in a moment um, and that group were um, born-again Bible-believing Christians that are generally immune from these experiences. So, again, in the same way we've looked at creation evolution and said there are presuppositions at play or pre-beliefs, in this area there is also there are also pre-beliefs at play. Now, what typically happens, Corey, is that if somebody's had one of these experiences, they'll usually think that it is alien-related re- somehow because the last thing they might remember is seeing a strange light or a strange craft or they may have seen a strange being. And then after that, uh, troubled but unable to reconcile it, they'll usually go to someone like a UFO group or a UFO investigation group. And uh, people like MUFON, uh, the Mutual UFO Network, they even have their own field investigators and their own uh, sort of trained um, hypnotists. Are they global? Are they? Uh, well, they have global affiliation. Okay. MUFON is based in the US, but they, they collaborate with other groups around okay. the world. Okay. And so typically what had happened, you know, you've had one of these experiences, you're troubled, you might be watching a TV program and it could be about aliens and all of a sudden it starts to, um, you know, 
what I what I describe create an activating event. It unlocks something in the subconscious that says, "Hey, something like this has happened to me." So you go along to one of these UFO groups, and usually, you know, you'll go undergo un- undergo hypnosis, and un- while under hypnosis, you'll recount usually in horrifying and gory detail your, you know, quote-unquote alien abduction experience, and people claim they've been aboard a spaceship and they've been seen video screens and, and all sorts of, yeah, horrible stuff. And uh, so, you know, what is really happening to these people? Well, it's interesting when you talk to these people, in the same way that we talked about UFO craft, uh, sort of not being, if you like, physical in the way that you and I understand physical, that they can change shape and they can disappear, people say that the aliens walked through the walls or came through the ceilings. Uh, and then when the people are abducted, they claim to have been taken through the, the roof or the wall as well. Now, how can that happen to real physical beings when they go up on board the spaceship? Uh, you know, um, they see all of these strange half-human, half-alien hybrids. Some people claim that they've been impregnated or implanted and whatever. But here's the interesting thing. There's never any physical evidence apart from sometimes there are actually markings on the person. But, you know, quite simply, no one's ever brought back a, a book of matches or a towel from the spaceship as a, as a record of their trip. So what we always seem to have are these anecdotal-type stories. Now, you know, people listening to this, they may have had experiences. They might think, well, he's just a debunker. No, I'm not. I believe these experiences are real, and I believe that people are having true experiences but there's something that ufo researchers like myself use called the classic abduction syndrome or uh, which uh, or the cas which is a uh, if you like a benchmark of eight markers which we use to try to define if somebody's had one of these experiences um, usually there's even for example a meeting of a divine being aboard the spaceship and when people are given messages about future events and it's interesting that these often closely mirror the Bible's account of end time. So you'd have to say, well, you know, how could these aliens, physical beings, you know, know what the future right, is? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it seems like a rough segue for a couple of Christians to force the Bible into a radio show, right? But you're saying this is really this is really what the findings are. That's, that's okay. exactly right. Wow. And uh, in fact, uh, another UFO researcher by the name of John Weldon, he wrote, he said, you know, how cred- credible is it, basically, in a nutshell, to think that literally thousands of extraterrestrials would have to be flying millions or you know, billions of light years across the universe to visit the Earth, uh, to tell us things that we know are not true, and to try to transform us into believing New Age concepts. Hmm. Uh, you know, basically they're here to, to, it seems like they're here to disprove the Bible. They give us an alternate view of origins. Sometimes they say that, you know, they've been overseeing our evolution or something like that. Now, here's the key. Lots of people would like to think that these visitors, because they're more, they're older, they're more advanced, they're more enlightened are here to solve our problems, as I mentioned, you know, global warming or fixing holes in our ozone yep. layer and, you know, creating world peace or yeah, something. Poverty, whatever, yeah. yeah. But isn't it interesting, if they've been overseeing us for thousands or millions of years, then how come they stealthily abduct people in the middle of the night? And, you know, I mean, can I be frank, you know, probe people in the most unmentionable places mm-hmm. and subject them to horrible truth. Uh, horrible, cruel experiments. Mm-hmm. Is this the fruit of highly enlightened, evolved beings? Right. You know, they would know the deleterious effects that these have upon human beings. Now, there's something that scientists know and doctors know, psychologists know, called Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome is where people are 
kidnapped or abducted, held for long periods of time, and suddenly the abuse, and sometimes it involves sex and other things, to control the victim, but the victim ends up finding empathy with their captor. I've heard of They that. become very sympathetic with their captor's cause. It's a form of brainwashing. In the same way, people are in relationships today that are abusive, and we can use physical abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse. And the strange thing is, is that as human beings, we cry out to the very, very ones who are doing the abusing. And I think what's happening here to these people is no more than a ritual form of abuse to try to control them. And uh, other uh, Dr. John Mack, another Harvard psychiatrist, wrote in his book that without exception, all of these people end up becoming evangelists for the cause of the entities, if you understand what mm -hmm. I mean, which is typically has a new age thread to it. Um, so why is it that these beings are coming all this way to try to change our view about ourselves? Dr. Jacques Vallée said that. He said what they're trying to do is to transform our view, our consciousness, and, our, and the view of our place in reality. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... If they are highly evolved, highly enlightened, why don't they just appear? Why don't they show us their power, show us their technology, show us that they're here to help us? Yep. You know, I really don't think we'd probably react all that bad. Yep. Um, secondly, the researchers have shown, and if people get my book, they can read this for themselves. Again, it's not just my story. I've got three abduction researchers that will, and the testimonies in there that say that when these people have these experiences, they're often told things. And they're told things that are demonstrably not true. And the only blunt way to put that, Corey, is that they're lied to. Hmm. Now, if I was to sit here and lie to you... And do they know they're lied to when they're lied to? Not often, okay. because they're often told things that the, that the layperson cannot okay. readily investigate okay. quickly. But, but okay. give you some examples. Sure. In the early days, they said things like, we're from Venus, or from Mars, or from Saturn or Jupiter. Now, of course, we've now explored those places and we know there is no life there. So we know what those people were told about that was a lie. But now they say they're from further off. They're from, uh, you know, the Pleiades or Orion or Sirius or Zeta particularly, where we can't test their claims. Where they are often, people are often given stories about the future that do not come to pass. So we know mm. they're false prophets. Right. Okay. A prophet, in the biblical sense, always gets his information from God who's outside our space and time. Therefore, God can know what's going to happen in the future. He can even direct the future. 100% accuracy. <laughs> and they're always 100% right. Correct, so if yeah. somebody tells you, gives you a prophecy about the future and they're wrong, they're a false prophet. Yeah. And in the Old Testament, they die for that. That, yeah, they, that was fighting right. words. That's right. They were killed for that. Sure. So, so if somebody tells you something that's not true, I'm sorry, they're a liar. Hmm? And trust is not recommended. Okay? If they're going to lie about one thing, why should we lie them on the bigger, you know, on the bigger picture. Uh, so, uh, and when the bigger picture I'm talking about are things of cosmic significance, eternity, right. your future well-being, what's going to happen to the Earth. So, but if they can get the most basic things wrong, my point is, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't be trusting them with those bigger things. And here's another example of how they lie. Often they have this alternate view of origins. So they come and look. I was on a radio show in the states a few years ago. And one young man rang in during the question time and he said, you know, Mr. Bates, he said, I never thought about it like that. He said, you're right. He said, what they do to me, he said, they're not here to benefit me. He said, what they've been doing to me is awful. And I've, I've never realized it before. But I've thought because I was chosen and I was special that I had to somehow undergo all of this. This was part of my 
you know, training almost or something like that. But uh, give me an example. If they come and they say, look, you know, we seeded life on the earth millions of years ago and we really are humankind's creators and we're from Orion. Okay? Now, you might say that's plausible because some reason you've been chosen out of the millions of people, you know, millions of billions of people on this planet out of all the billions of planets in the universe. Mm -hmm. So identifying you as special gives you some cosmic significance as well, some meaning and purpose. But then the next person you're told to is given a similar message, but the alien creators were from, you know, uh, Sirius or right. somewhere else. Yep. My point is they can't all be true. Okay? All of these people have similar stories, but they're all told different things that contradict each other. Wow. So they can't all be correct. And that's really where I think you can unpick what happening. So what's happening. So it's clear that these entities that are perpetrating this on human beings are deceptive. Mm -hmm. So if they're deceptive about these things, then they're going to be deceptive about other things. They're hiding their real motive and purpose. And I, again, I want to emphasize, this is just not my opinion. It's not me saying this. You, If you are going to do credible research, in fact, John Keel writes, he says that um, the type of phenomenon that is occurring has been known to parapsychologists and clergymen for centuries. Yeah, if and you heard if you heard our, our opening uh, street segment, um, uh, we actually asked people that question. We quoted John Keel, and he links actually UFOs to the occult mm. and uh, that whole spiritual connection. And what I think I'm fascinated with, uh, as you sit here, Gary, and, and you've got the book, and you're you're on tour, and you're speaking on this subject, that that what I'm hearing you say is what's really happening is really happening. I mean, that's that's incredible in and of itself. But now, in terms of in terms of of of, uh, of the spiritual things and solutions, I mean, um, obviously, uh, unfortunately, we don't have a whole lot of time. But but understanding that this is a, this is a spiritual reality, and I think you've established that very clearly. There's a spiritual reality going on here. What have people found to be solutions to this terrible problem? Well, if uh, people grab the book, they'll read the story of two MUFON investigators working down in Florida, and uh, they said, "Look." Nobody seems to be able to get a handle on the alien abduction scenario. How, how can aliens walk through walls and do these types of things? So, so even the experts are baffled by, you know, if you like, the supernatural nature of it because they don't accept the supernatural to start with. So it's outside of their, their thinking, their model, yep. and they don't accept it. So these guys said, look, rather than looking at people who were abducted, is there any group who was not abducted? And then they came across some... Uh, uh, contactees, some abductees, uh, and they said, hang on, remember those guys? This guy shouted out the name of Jesus Christ in the middle of his abduction experience, and it stopped. Mm. And he actually woke up in the hallway of his house. He'd been carted out of his bed, and he was in the hallway of his house. He said these beings groaned as if they were in pain, and he was left on the floor and then woke up out of his sleep paralysis. Wow. But that wasn't isolated. So they thought, well, hang on, this is interesting. So they looked back amongst their own research and they'd found that there were several cases of people that claimed to have halted abductions in the name of Christ. Wow. So they thought, hey, we're on to something here. So they rang their fellow researchers in MUFON around America and around the world. And all of them, without exception, had heard similar stories. Hmm. But they'd ignored it, thinking it was just some religious idea, not related to what they think is the science, because they already have a pre-belief that extraterrestrials are real. Yeah as, as you, yeah, as people, our listeners probably heard at the top of the show, when we asked people that very question, how do you, uh, how do you explain the fact that uh, the striking similarity between alien abductions is the fact 
that they can be halted in the name of Christ. <laughs> People were pretty shocked by that. I mean, what is that about? How does that even make sense with the subject? It seems like a total departure from what we're talking about, but it's very connected. Well, remember in an earlier episode, we said we're talking about interdimensional things, and you and I can't go to those other dimensions to test them, but we do have a source from that dimension. That's God who is in eternity, who is from the spiritual dimension. And Jesus Christ, as he said, when he stood before Pilate in his trial, he said, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is from another place. So we actually do have a source of information that is truthful, that has stood the test of time over centuries, that can tell us about that source. And it tells us that there is a cosmic war raging right back in the, very, in the, the, the beginning of creation. Powerful beings known as angels, and most people's concept of angels are, you know, these ethereal spirit beings with sort of fairies' wings, but that's actually not how the Bible describes them. Mm-hmm. Whenever Bibles have entered into our realm, when they've been recorded in the Bible, um, they, they've been powerful. Like one angel killed 180,000 soldiers in one night. Mm-hmm. So they are very, very powerful beings. Now, some of those angels have rebelled against their creator. And they they are in on if you like a crash and burn policy, because you know the Bible is basically a history book of the universe. It tells us what's happened at the beginning. It tells us what's happening at the end. And if you like these fallen angels, they know their fate. Mm-hmm. So just like Saddam Hussein when he pulled out of uh, Kuwait, he, he burned everything as he went. Why? To spite those people who were coming in. And so really, uh, these hordes of angels, Satan or Lucifer, whose name literally means bearer of light or light being. The Bible tells us that he will masquerade as an angel of light. See, many years ago, when people like Keel and Jacques Vallée said this phenomenon's been occurring for a long time, in the past people had experiences with creatures like fairies and elves and sylphs. But, you know, Corey, if somebody today had an experience with a little grey entity standing at the bottom of the bed and they said they was a fairy, uh, the person would question their own sanity. But isn't it interesting that little grey entity can stand there and say, hey... I'm from the planet Zook. I've chosen you. You're special. I've got a mission for you that people will accept that Mm -hmm. because culturally there's been an acceptance of the whole aliens, UFOs phenomenon. And evidently they'll even start religions that will attract people based on that. Absolutely. I mean, the aliens and all those kinds of things. Let me just go on just to summarize. These two guys in Florida, they said, okay, we found the same phenomenon all over the world, but our peers will not accept it. They think it's a religious idea. So what? The aliens don't like Christians. Big deal. <laughs> that was basically the <laughs> Okay, that was a summary, yeah. So they said, well, we, want to f- we think we're onto something. We're going to follow this until you know, either a door closes or a door opens. So what they did, they took themselves along to a church and asked to go along to a Bible study to try to understand what it was about Christians and the Bible that aliens didn't like. So okay. they thought. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what happened? They became Christians. And mm-hmm. the reason they became Christians is because... They understood that the Bible was the only source they'd ever come across that could actually explain this phenomenon and what was happening. Wow. And it actually gives us a head up, heads up. It actually tells us, the Apostle Paul writes, that even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than one we've preached to you, let him be eternally condemned. Mm-hmm. And so now these guys, uh, one of them in particular, has become a good friend, and he actually has a little clinic down in Florida, and he helps people who think that they've undergone Uh, these types of experiences. So it shows you that this phenomena is actually spiritual in nature. The craft are not physically real. Uh, The entities that appear are not physically real. Um, But these are beings, spiritual beings that can enter 
Our reality can manifest themselves in any shape or form, as even John Keel wrote, a secular researcher, says the devil and his demons can manifest themselves in almost any form. Um, they're obviously very, very powerful, not of this realm, but when they interact in here, they're able, able to do incredible, miraculous things. Amen. Awesome. Well, uh, you've been listening to Gary Bates of Creation Ministries International. And Gary, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us in the studio over these past four weeks. And what a great segue uh, into the most important, life-changing, out-of-this-world message in the history of the universe. Are you ready for it? I hope so, because here it is. Thanks for joining us. Will you be with God in heaven? The Bible says that the price of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So how many times have you sinned? How many times have you lied, lusted, stolen, hated, and used God's name in vain? Because every time you have, you've sinned against holy God, alienating yourself from Him. Even your thinking is against Him. You will face the second death, which is eternity in the lake of fire. But Jesus Christ paid for sins, taking them and God's wrath against sinners upon himself. He shed his blood and died on the cross in place of sinners. And then he rose from the grave, defeating sin and death, just as the scriptures foretold that he would. To be reconciled to God, you must repent and trust that Jesus died for your sins. Your sins will be forgiven. God will grant you eternal life, and you will spend forever with God in heaven. Isn't that good news? Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. We all know that Canada needs Christ, yet how are the lost to believe in Him of whom they have never heard? That's why we're asking like-minded Christ followers in Canada, will you help here at home with The Cross Current? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to raise the minimum support necessary to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to launch a new online training platform and release a new radio program to reach more youth and young adults for Christ, we need your support. As you pray for us, would you consider sowing into our ministry and then go to helphere.ca. That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot C-A and give. We thank God for you and your partnership in his gospel. Who do you say that Jesus is? There's so many reasons to the point where he doesn't exist. He existed. Okay. He definitely existed. Jesus, Buddha, I think they're all kind of equally as important. I'd say Jesus is like uh, an alien. He's an alien. Okay. Who do you say, sir, that Savior Jesus is? Lord? Tune in to the outreach radio show that's really got people talking. Who do you say that I am? This month on the Cross Current Radio Show with me, Corey McKenna. Hello, this is Paul Washer, and you're listening to the Cross Current Radio Show. You've just been in the studio with TCC Radio. Please visit tccradio.com for resources and full-length street interviews related to this series. On behalf of the entire team here at TCC, thanks again for listening and for keeping the cross current in our culture. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. Will you help here, H-E-A-R, at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, 
we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st, but to equip more Christians online and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. To learn how to pray, give, and go with us, visit helphere.ca. That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot C-A. We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel.